Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 56th day of this year in the second day, decade of the 21st century. We have, however, 309 days left to do something with in 2019. Today we are on the cusp of the last quarter moon for February, which means with any luck at dawn tomorrow morning, should the forecast hold, we will be seeing the waning moon in the close company of Jupiter, with Antares, the brightest star in the constellation Scorpius the Scorpion, just a little to the right. Over the weekend, we had a few interesting anniversaries. Last Friday, back in 1630, for instance, Massachusetts Bay colonists first sampled popcorn, brought to them for their Thanksgiving celebration by the Native American Quataquina. Fast forward to last Friday, back in 1959, when the first Daytona 500 was run, with John Beauchamp initially declared the winter, although the victory was later awarded to Lee Petty, father to Richard Petty who also became one of the most successful NASCAR drivers of all time. Over the weekend in 1967, more than 25,000 U.S. and South Vietnamese troops launched Operation Junction City, aimed at smashing a Viet Cong stronghold near the Cambodian border. Although the operation was briefly successful, the Viet Cong soon returned. In 1967, my father was in the last months of a Vietnam tour that began in May 1966. He was a microbiologist, having recently earned his master's degree at Colorado State University while being given leave from the military for a year. Almost immediately after my dad had defended his thesis in May 1966, the quid pro quo marker was called in and he was flown to Saigon to begin setting up the 9th Medical Laboratory, or 9th Med Lab for short. Massive escalation of U.S. troops had begun earlier in the year, and the previous arrangement for processing any lab work by sending it to U.S. installations in Japan and Korea had proved no longer tenable, leading to the formation of an in-country lab for Vietnam. Thirty-nine years earlier, my dad had been born on a boat, a ship crossing the Atlantic in 1927. He had one birth certificate declaring February 22nd as his birthday, and another birth certificate stating February 23rd as the date. This pair of consecutive dates would lead to occasional confusion throughout his life. I have always wished I had been born on the last day of February in a leap year. That way I could legitimately declare my age was only a quarter of the number of years I had been running about the planet. But today we have February 25th, a day notable for a number of reasons, among them Samuel Colt in 1836 patenting the first multi-shot cylinder revolver, his invention of a firearm able to be fired multiple times without reloading. Owing some credit to Colt, then, 130 years later, is the Beatles album varying the title Revolver. Three years later, on this day in 1969, the Beatles began recording their album Abbey Road, coincidentally on George Harrison's 26th birthday. Beatle George Harrison had been considered the serious one. Born in Liverpool like the rest of the lads, George was the youngest of four children born to his school bus driver father and his musically inclined mother. 
George was the family favorite and yet a solitary boy. He received his first guitar in 1956 and decided to become a pop musician, though quickly finding that learning to play was more difficult than he had anticipated. George was originally thinking days, but now it was taking weeks. His mother stayed up late into the night with him while he practiced chords. George was inspired by his school pal Paul McCartney, who had joined up with John Lennon in a band called The Quarrymen. At first, John thought the three years younger Harrison a mere child, but relented when Mrs. Harrison let the quarrymen use her house for the band's noisy rehearsals. George quickly realized that quick stardom was not likely, so he added a contingency plan by becoming an electrician's assistant. When he found he had less affinity for being an electrician than a professional musician, he committed himself to the latter becoming an integral component to the most successful rock group in history. Other famous birthdays today include Auguste Rodin in 1840, Enrico Caruso in 1873, Zeppo Marx in 1901, Jim Backus in 1913, Bobby Riggs in 1918, and Sally Jesse Raphael in 1943. A few days back, we entered the sign of Pisces, always a good sign for those of us who are getting anxious to see spring do its thing. Hi, I'm R.W. Estella, and I'm taking a moment to say thank you to everyone who has made this great radio station, WERU-FM, possible for now over 30 years. Raymond Chandler tells us, The dilemma of the critic has always been that if he knows enough to speak with authority, he knows too much to speak with detachment. And as far as WERU goes, I can say with considerable authority that no station like WERU exists on this planet because we have a special combination of folks involved in making this station succeed, not only from and in down east Maine, but also from around the globe, streaming on the Internet. So please do what you can to ensure the success of WERU for many years to come. For more on Maine, thanks and here's to a great day. Okay, you're fine. Well, she had to do something. Yeah. But you were good. You sat over there and then you just stretched out here. Good girl. And you were good finally. Good girl. Come on. Let me see if I'm a good dog. Yeah, okay. Come on. They're all the same.